is inevitable. One must destroy in order to create. We are no Jedi. We're the Force Geeks Podcast. We have a lot of work to do. Once a rebel, always a rebel. Perhaps it is time to begin again. Buckle up. After show. Welcome to episode 153 of the Force Geeks of Star Wars podcast. We got a lot going on. 27th show of our fourth season. And we have so much to unpack with this episode. We knew it was going to be a big one. And there it is. The fifth episode of the Ahsoka series delivered a lot and answered a bunch of questions for us. Set some other questions up that we'll have to get to in a little bit. We're going into all of it right now. It is a spoiler special. The fifth episode of Ahsoka, part five, Shadow Warrior. So if you've not watched it, this is your last opportunity to hit the pause button, go watch the show, listen to all the other Force Geeks podcasts you can, and then come back to the show. You're going to do all that in that that order, right? That's how it's going to work out. Uh, The fifth episode dropped on Tuesday, and we have so much to get into. We are about... I'd say 15 minutes after this episode just dropped, we've watched it through the entirety of it. Only one viewing we've had time for, so we're getting into it. Here's the things we learned. Jason Sindula's future looks pretty epic and Jedi-bound from what we're seeing. Uh, The big lesson that Anakin taught Ahsoka, which was a big part of this episode, the parallels of Lord of the Rings with the Balrog and Anakin and Gandalf and Ahsoka. We'll talk about those parallels. The Purgle are absolutely amazing. As badass. What's next, though? We'll have to get into that and how this episode opens the door to a whole new era of Star Wars storytelling if it follows a specific path forward. I'm Nate Custer, coming to you from Northwest Arkansas, my fellow Force geeks. we got him in Seattle, Jake Scott. We've got him in Washington, D.C. with Chris Ridlon and also back from Cleveland. Woo-hoo! We've got Daniel Wolf joining the pod, the founder of DailySuperhero.com. It's so good to have you back, Dan. I am here. I am sponsored by Rheingeist Hazy IPA with Pineapple. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Nice. Well, at least you've you've got them going. Uh, I'm a couple deep at this point. Uh, You know, you have to watch this show and really open your mind to watch the whole thing. Right, guys? you got to have a little beverage going on, so we've got that. Oh, I do that Uh, with the other stuff. <laughs> we want to make sure we give a big shout out to dailysuperhero.com, run by, of course, our good friend Dan here. That's me. And fellow Force Geek. Uh, Stop the strikes so I can do some content, please. Absolutely. <laughs> Ready. Get them paid so they can get back to work. That's what we're after. I need Marvel point. content. I need DC content. There is no content. <laughs> There's none. Nothing. None right now. Nothing happened. Hey. We want to remind you to make sure you please, uh, if you're listening to the pod, give us a positive review. Let us know. We'll read your reviews on a podcast as well. So we appreciate all the kind words you have to share. And you can also hit us up on social media, which includes our Facebook page, X, formerly known as Twitter, uh, Instagram. We're all over the place. Just check it out, and we will have a good time talking with you. And though we create this show every week right here in the U.S., we have a global audience, and we appreciate our international friends. So greetings and thanks to everyone listening all over the world, including a new city we picked up, Helsinki in Finland. Welcome to the show, Helsinki. Appreciate you. And, of course, as we look here in the States, we got to say what up to Tuckahoe, Virginia. We appreciate your support as well as your friendship in the force. Guys, uh, initial reactions. I just want to get it right off the top of the show. Uh, starting with Dan, because it's been a long time. Dan, how are you tracking with Ahsoka overall after this fifth episode? What do you think of this show in relation to everything you've seen Star Wars shows, uh, the other shows? How is this stacking up for you right now? Uh, I'm going to say, and this is a, a big hot take here, that Ahsoka is the best thing that's happened since the Clone Wars. Hmm. Wow. What do you say, guys? Dang. Do you support? Do you do you take issue with it? Jake, I'm going to start with you. I don't know. I mean, if we're putting Andor in there, that's kind of a hard one for me to agree with. But it's certainly a top two or three, for sure. As you recall, Dan, not a huge Andor fan. So that doesn't help your case. Doesn't help your case. No. <laughs> Chris, don't what about me, you? Don't get me wrong. So- or Mandalorian is, is a good, good show. But yeah. Ahsoka's been great so far. It's been awesome. For sure. Awesome. Chris, Ahsoka's just peak star wars man i mean andor yeah, probably is. overall is like you know just production quality and a lot of things like might be it's you peak know disney star wars yeah yeah uh, yeah that's true yeah sorry i should say yeah. that I should caveat so but but this, i mean like I it, it is I it is what star wars is meant to be it's got 
all the things we talked about in the last couple episodes, like, you know, it's got the, you know, the Alliance fleet or uh, New Republic mm-hmm. fleet. You know, it's got star combat, like, you know, badass lightsaber. Uh, it's opening new doors. Like Jedis and, and new things. Yeah. I mean, I, I yeah. don't, it just it's it's fun. I, for me, this ranks really high. This is the series that I have been most waiting for. Andor's the biggest surprise for me about how much I enjoy it. And I, I have a hard time comparing the two because I, I'm with a lot of folks who say that Andor is that that amazing, uh, you know, critically acclaimed television that Star Wars proves it can compete in that realm. However, Ahsoka is the most entertaining that I've been a part of. Like, Andor makes me get really, like, thoughtful and and it's thought-provoking with the different themes that it brings forth. However, Ahsoka is really delivering on just a friggin' good time. I I just love what I'm enjoying. Yeah, Andor is a bit of a downer. I will give you that. Dan, I feel like you had something you wanted to say. Oh, no, no, I, I was just shaking you. my head and listening with you and, and whatnot. But no, what I will say is that uh, the reason I like Ahsoka so much is because it's actually opening new doors that we don't know what's behind those doors. Whereas with Andor, you already know the end of the story. Mm. We you know do. the ending. And this is actually creating new Star Wars, new Star Wars paths, new Star Wars, you know, yes. future entertainment, just future Star Wars. And that's why I'm really liking it because it's 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 going away from... Yes, it still has the Star Wars tropes, but it's going away from that sto- the storyline that we are so familiar with, and it's 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 new. And and yes, you could say Mandalorian is new too, but it's still it's still impacted into things that we know in in a very a very I guess uh, a smaller Star Wars way because it it, it isn't it doesn't start off as big as, as, as you think. Whereas Ahsoka, mm-hmm. like, you know how big the universe is at this point and, and everything is open and it's, and then it's, it's time to expand. I don't know. I'm rambling. I, <laughs> no, no, it's fine. Well, it's all fresh. I mean, we're minutes after having finished the fifth episode. So I think for me, Ahsoka is about intrigue. It has created intrigue because I want to know what happens next. You nailed it with Andor. We know what happens next with Andor with the Mandalorian. They're kind of playing, even though they do a lot more planet hopping overall, there's, they're kind of locked into that one storyline that matters, whereas Ahsoka seems to be just opening. There's yeah. possibility. Ma- Mandalorian there's so is a much smaller story. It's a, definitely it a is. smaller story, whereas yeah. Ahsoka is is a larger scale, and, and you can see it's growing. Well, I, mean, I want to talk. Mandalorian's more oh, episodic, right? Like they they yeah. had a lot of side adventures and stuff like that. Like it's you know. Not quite the A team in space, like you know, Bad Batch, but you know, it's I mean, like, it's, it, like yeah. it's like a role playing game as a yeah. series. Yep, because there's side yeah. missions and, yep. and everything, and he has to upgrade his you, you know his his outfit. So it's totally a role playing game series. <laughs> yeah, it is an RPG, and uh, I'm ready for that game. I mean, it's it's time to deliver on that. We've seen teasings of that. Need to actually deliver on it yeah. because that is totally what it is. Need it is an RPG. Burn EA um, to the ground before you're ever going to see any new Star Wars again. Right, right. Oh wait, we're hating on EA. Okay, I'm in. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> when let's it go. Comes let's to go. Like, cock blocking us out of any good star wars games ea is the, the some strong feelings yeah. i'm picking uh, up yeah let's go we don't need to talk about so five let's just do some hate talking about ea we yeah. should just get all our like should we just talk kk right now so we can just get it all out <laughs> yes. cathartic moment with all four of us I, on. The hate. I have so much pent-up rage since my last appearance on in may so you know let's go let's go Jeez. it's go time it's go time i'm kidding, uh, I'm kidding. I have nothing but well, praise for Dave Filoni on this episode. I, I've well, had yeah. such a good time watching this. It didn't answer all the things that I thought it would with this episode. However, it gave me some very important exposition that's been going on leading up to where we are and where we're going and setting that path in motion. Um, I'm going to jump right to it. I'll skip out of order for a well, moment. Sorry. I've got the whole I, page I, notes. I just want to jump in and say, like, on the KK thing, like, let Dave Filoni cook, man. Like, this yeah. should, like... This episode should lay to rest any doubts. Like, just let the man do what he does yeah, and yeah. have Favreau there as, like, his, like, you know, mentor for live-action movie backup. But, dude, let him, like, yeah. he's crushing it. Crushing it. Yeah. Absolutely crushing it. It's been so much fun to watch this. And, I mean, I thought that this last week would be the longest wait ever, and it was a really long wait to get this episode five because we're like, holy shit, Ahsoka's in the world between worlds. We saw Anakin. We hear the Vader music, and I'm jumping right into it. What did you guys make of that storyline with Anakin? I I was actually talking to my buddy Flounder, uh, my fraternity brother from from college, and Mark is his real name, by the way. Mark was telling me that uh, he's like, hey, I've been listening and looking at some different theories, and the whole 
parallels that we know were drawn because Dave and and uh, Rosario, Rosario actually talked about how they talked a lot about Lord of the Rings and Gandalf and specifically how that worked out. She emerges after her experience uh, as wearing white, Ahsoka yep. the White, and on top of that, change. she had to do battle with the Balrog. In this case, it was Anakin, but there was still this whole thing. So she was definitely like... The world between worlds is not only a portal or a place between, but it's also where it seems like a purgatory of cert- sorts. Yeah, if like you were a to place equate of trials, it. yeah, she had yeah. to find, make her final choice to not go to the dark side. Yeah, during this, like that was very intentional. What did you guys make of that storyline of Anakin serving as kind of her guide and her challenger in this whole thing? And that that parallel with Lord of the Rings where Gandalf did battle with the Balrog and emerged as Gandalf the White. We've got the same thing happening with Ahsoka and doing battle with her former master. And what are your thoughts after seeing this whole thing? Because that theory totally tracks for me. It just definitely, I I love the parallels. I'm going to say one quick thing. When she emerged, yes, she was wearing white. And then when she was talking to Jason, she actually called it a Jedi ship. So yeah. Yes, she did. She, yep. she's, I've got that in my notes. She's actually probably going back to those ways now. And when she came to, I wrote it in my notes, as she as she woke up after she was saved, which, I mean, the imagery that was involved with all the saving and, and the rescue and all that was really, really cool. Yeah. But the thing that struck me is that as she woke, she emerged bathed in light. Yeah. The light was bright on her. Bright, bright light. And so I think that was something about it, too. And then, like you said, she called it a Jedi ship. And so all those things appear that she is ready to accept being a Jedi once again. I don't it think she like ever her left, but away. that's my opinion. She said she did, though. I don't she, care what she said. Just yeah. because we say that we know something just, doesn't make us right. Let's, let's just see what color the lightsabers are here soon. Yeah. Yeah. Do they stay white or do they move to uh, blue or, or green again? So yeah, That'll be interesting. Yeah, probably will. But this purple. was such a fun episode. Let's, yep. let's make a twist. Cool. Let's go purple. Well, I mean, if she's <laughs> back, just full uh, on dark sabers. If she's back, Mace could be back. No, Don't right? Start, Mace Jake? lives. Yeah. No. <laughs> All right. Let's start out with the episode. We'll get into right where everything began. We come to, we start with the episode. It's the sliced map orb thing. And it's like, okay, so we're not using this thing to get to where they are. We've got to figure it out. We open up with, uh, you know, you've got Hera lands with the ghost and, and is looking at everything, surveying things. The music really struck me because it was very sad and almost kind of a, a warning tone. If you pay attention to the music, again, Kevin Kiner doing just an amazing job with the score. And you see Huyang holding Sabine's helmet in, in it, it was just like so like this thing of mourning. I told them to stay together. They never, they never listen. listen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like the 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 weight of that moment really struck me. And it, the visuals, everything set up. I was really um, it, it reminded me somewhat of some of the style. And, and this is probably worth mentioning, even if it pisses people off. I think Dave really did take some notes when he was working with Ryan Johnson for setting up his shots and looking at things. I was reminded somewhat of Ryan Johnson, some of the sets, uh, some of the things that were set up and in the the scenes. And I was reminded of Michael Skellig, the island where they shot with the the stormy skies and the rain mm-hmm. and the gray skies, all that sort of stuff. It just kind of reminded me a lot of that. And then also uh, I got kind of chills from a couple shots that looked a lot like Empire Strikes Back when the whole crew is on home one and they're looking out after Lucas had his hand repaired and, and everything and that kind of visual where they're looking we're looking at their backs. There was a lot mm-hmm. of that there. It was it was really, really just struck me. I thought it was awesome. So what struck you guys about this episode as far as what Dave's handling of it was? Was there anything that kind of stood out where you're going like, okay, uh I can tell this is Dave's touch or this is something that you thought that Dave nailed? All I can think about is the fact that we got Sith eyes. I'm sorry. Yeah. Sith eyes. I'm yep. sorry, that, but that's all my mind's on still, the Sith eyes. <laughs> that was a cool scene the way they did it, too. That, yeah. That was great. Yeah, that, that transition. Not the subject or anything, but there was a little bit of silence there, so I had to just chime it in. No, the, yeah, I, I yeah, like it. Great. Transition between the Sith eyes and normal eyes. I, I don't know. I, mm-hmm. yeah, the visual effects, like the way they transitioned, you know, between them being on the platform and the world between worlds, I assume you know, to, you know, the flashbacks and then, you know, back into the water. I, 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 th- I thought that was just cool. So, and the pergola looked was, badass. So 
Yeah. yeah. I, I think he directed a hell of an episode. It it definitely delivered on all levels for me. I, you know, if I was going to, if I'm going to nitpick, and this is not a big deal for me at all, I'm not someone who's going to be bitching about this, but I would say that the flashback scenes were so cool. I loved that. Uh, as I, I texted Dan, I believe at one point I said, total nerd boner right now, is seeing the Clone Wars battle flashbacks and stuff like that. If I was to pick a nit with that, it would be that it was very clearly done on the volume. Yes. And it was also not cheap looking, but it just wasn't as expansive as like an actual real uh set would be it it, it looked i think production that wise for them it was economical time, and there's a case to be, be made honest. for that because yeah, i think that was an intentional yeah. choice uh yeah i, I noted the same thing because it, it almost has volume. that unreal right. feeling that's yeah. kind of mm-hmm. the point right is that it's world between worlds not yeah. real and not not real and i just you were asking you know what i thought dave got right or whatever all of yeah. it really i mean the entire flashback thing had so many messages in it and they were so powerful that it's just you can sh- you can see his skill as a writer showing through there and yeah. just you know the awesome storylines that you get just little hints of and seeing like the live action you know young like tiny tiny twillick or tiny uh God, I can't even talk now. Yeah, Tiny Tagruda. Tagruda. Even better. Uh, Um, Can't say it either. There were Twi'leks, though. Yeah. That young actress did a great job of sounding even the way that that Rosario speaks, too. She was in Barbie. She was in Barbie movie. Oh, was she? Okay, well, there you go. Yeah. I was impressed. the, The message of, you know, Ahsoka finally figuring out that being trained just to be a warrior wasn't the right way. Yeah, like hammering that home. She for her she finally. knew that, but but her you but, know her like yeah. facing what that meant and. But you yeah, know how it is, thought, like when you finally have a realization of something that you kind of knew all along, but then when it finally clicks with you, and it's like, yes, of course, like and to show us as an audience that, and you know her grieving over the clones and just the the humanity of it and how they were straying away from what the whole point of being a Jedi was and her making that conscious choice to go back to it, thus leading us to, you know, seeing her bathed in light and coming out in white and all that stuff just all fit together so well. Yeah, it did. Just really and let's well talk done. about the messages. The messages, it's funny because he looks like, you know, I didn't expect to see you here so soon. That was the end of the last episode of episode four, part four, I should say. In this one, uh, he's like, you know, kind of re- you know, reinforcing that and saying, so you lost a fight is why you're yeah. here. You lost a fight. Uh, and then she's trying to figure out, like, wait, where am I? What did I? What happened? And she remembers. She says, Balin's skull at that point. He's like, ah, oh, you remember. So that means there's still a chance. Yeah. And she's, you know, wondering, like, what do you mean, the chance for what? And that's where you learn that there's still a chance that she died. She died from that battle, is what I take from that. And she was in that purgatory of the world between worlds, this plane that exists between life and death. And there's lessons to be to be taught there, and it was Anakin who was there. Do you think it was actually Anakin's Force Ghost, or or what do you th- like that? Because that's the confusing thing. Is that who we were dealing with? Was it actually Anakin, or was it some manifestation of the world between worlds and this choice that she has of whether she lives or dies? But is there really a difference between the two? Yeah, I mean, in the end, it's all a representation of the Force, right? Like, yes. that's true. Like, I, I mean, the you know, they're very explicit. When Yoda learns, when you, well, when Yoda learns how to do that, uh, or when Yoda, yeah, Yoda learns how to, how to commune with the Force, like you know, like it's very explicit that it's basically it's communing with the Force, like it's not like yeah, you you're you're just like merging with the Force basically, so you can continue existing. Yeah. So well, because your spirit returns to the Force when yeah. your physical body dies, but then it can so. still manifest itself. So yeah, so I mean, I I, I agree. I think it you know it, it's immaterial either way. It's the Force. So. Whether it's a force ghost or, you know, just the force giving her a vision. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So never too late to learn a lesson, as Anakin tells her. Uh, And that is the whole point of this experience for her in the world between worlds to figure out either, you know, is she going to live or is she going to die? What's the outcome of this? And how much of that do you guys think was equated on whether she chooses to become a Sith herself? Because we saw her with Sith eyes. As she was battling Anakin, how much of that determined 
what happened for her to live or die, whether she accepted the the warrior side completely or walking the path of, of the righteous, so to speak, of the Jedi. How much of that dictated whether she died? I think she probably could have come back either way. <clears throat> yeah. But I think she could have emerged Ahsoka the Dark. Yeah, I think her path back would have been different, but I think that yeah. she could have done it if she really wanted to. I think she's been walking like a fine line between light and dark for so long that mm-hmm. this was just the moment where she had to make that final choice, like yeah. for for the she remainder the of path. her existence. Yeah. Like she can't keep on treading in between. She had to actually go one way or the other, and this was just that moment. So well, then it, we're it, saying that the force doesn't want balance. It wants well, to pick a side. Yeah, I don't know about that, but I but, think the force, uh, if that's true, the force knows that there's an imbalance, so it's going to try to sway you to the one side. Well, I mean, uh, what does because balance mean? Because I guess it's, because it's trying to give you balance. It's like it's like waves in an ocean. If it's if it's mm-hmm. too many waves one way, there's going to be counter waves going the other way to try to yep. balance it out. Well, and what 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 really does balance mean? Because like in I, I think that's you know sort of one of the lessons is like there is no light and dark. There's just the force. I don't know. I, I think that's going to be one of the things that come out of this. You know, with Balin and Chin and you know Soka changing. Like you know that. Mm. Yeah, there's elements of the Jedi code that are correct, but it's not like you know they or the Sith have it right. So that that's the way I take it. And the, and I, I you know I I think it's interesting that uh, you know she she's going you know right right before this happens you know she clearly like uses her anger to like wreck Shin you know in the fight right before the end of part four. So so I, I agree like you know with you Dan she's now at a crossroads where she's got to you know choose her path. So well, and that's what I meant by balance is that. You can't have one person have both. There are people that have either one or the other, but one person trying to walk the line for too long, I think, is a problem. I so. think what the balance is in the Force is that it's never even. It's always lopsided. And it always has to rebalance itself and get lopsided the other way, and it goes back and forth. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. kind, a yin-yang kind of like type a, thing. Kind of like a yeah, or a pendulum. Or a pendulum. You know, it's it's going to sway one way for so long, and then it's going to mm-hmm. sway back the other way for so long. And it's never just set in the middle. I've read a lot about this about you know George Lucas, and he's famous for changing his mind on what things really represent and and how they mm-hmm. manifest and what they really truly are and the way things work. But but I've I've read some stuff where he talked about how the force is truly imbalanced. Uh, and you look at these concepts of what, you know, gray Jedi we've talked about before, but the evil, the dark side of the Force is so powerful that it can only take just one or two strong dark side users and need an army of light to counterbalance it. And so I, when we look at the, the, the thought of what gray Jedi would be, that would be when the dark side is in check and that dark side falls down. And then you have the gray Jedi who come in to bring balance to the force with that, where they're not necessarily full on with the light side, but still in touch with the light side and bring about that's, that's why I've, I've kind of seen him talk about that to some degree. Kind of like, never used the like term gray Jedi. I mean, Balin is yes. a pretty good example. He's like he doesn't swing super dark. Yeah. Yep. I'm so interested in this Balin character and what more we get from him throughout Lawful this. And there's evil. only three episodes left. <clears throat> Three episodes of this season. They better be two hours each. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) at least. I know. This was really, really great to get this. Um, This was a longer episode than last week's, which is nice to get that. I did not actually track it to see how long it was without credits, but I think it was around like 45 minutes, something like that, I think. That's what I came up with. Yeah. Uh, So as we go through everything, breaking down more of the Anakin fight, everything was going on. The lesson was basically the lesson is live or die. That's what it comes down to. You're choosing whether you live or die. And immediately draws out a saber. It's the blue saber he pulls yeah, out at that at point. Yep. yep, at first. And we see things change. I really dug how as the fight went on, you saw images of Vader in the full Vader regalia. You get the red saber at a certain point. You see these flashes of just uh, malevolence you coming hear, through you hear the with breathing. Anakin. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Well, I think Dave was telling us that Anakin's path was set all the way back on Christophsis when he first got to Ahsoka, that his path was yeah. already set at that point. And how cool was that to see the references the very first time that, that we see them in battle together, which came from the original Clone Wars movie, and then from there, uh, you then see 
the Siege of Mandalore. Yes. I love how that all came together. It, yeah. And of course, who else would do it but Dave? Nobody else could do it. It seemed it but like Dave. it was yeah. maybe Ryloth in between because, you know, when, when there's all the wounded clones, there's a lot of Twi'leks yeah. standing around. So maybe. that's true. There were. Yep. You know they were that. talking a lot of Twi'leks with blasters. Um, you, with and you've got the mistiness so. going on with all the, the cloud, you know, like the cloudiness of, of what was going on. Um, it, but I did like that when she said, I won't fight you. And he said, I've heard that before yeah. because where did that happen before? That was Malachor, Malachor. right? Yeah. 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 From Rebels. So that was really cool to see. I thought that was a really nice callback. And I think they did a good job. I mean, for us, that's like a huge Easter egg for those of us that watched Rebels. But for those who have not, it's it's providing some explanation of their, their journey together along the way because you didn't see that from the movies or the TV shows if you weren't watching the animated series, which, God help you if you've chosen not to at this point. No it joke. is time to, to engage. Yeah, so for sure. Did that whole World Between World things remind you guys of um, book seven in the Harry Potter series when they go to King's Cross and he sees Dumbledore again? Never. I've never read it, to be honest with you, Jake. Uh, the Wizarding World has not uh, been my thing. I'm going to get to it, uh, but you're uh, me. I know, I know. <laughs> I see you, Dan. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> so as we we switch scenes between prime prime stories, there. Well, the reason why is because I'm waiting for my kids to get a little bit older, and I'm gonna watch them all with them and read the books with them. So that's it's coming. I, just, I, read I just don't. I don't remember first. it. I, I watched it a long time ago, but I don't remember Jake. Yeah. So yeah, I'm talking about the books, movies. not the movie. So, saw the first two yeah. movies, wasn't for me, and it was like, uh, same. Oh, same. the books are so good. Yeah, I read the first two books, and I saw the first two movies, need, and then I'm like, oh well, I'm not gonna see the movies until I've read the books. I need the comics, not the books. <laughs> I have. <laughs> I need those read books. those books probably 15 times. Yeah, yeah. 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 Anyway. Well, I mean, hey. They sold millions upon millions of copies for a reason. They're pretty yeah, big they're popular, pretty and I'm sure I'll enjoy them once I get to them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so we we switch scenes at this point. We're back on the surface level in the real world at this time. We see you know Hera and Huyang. They're 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 assessing the situation. The map is beyond repair, and uh, they're not going to be able to get any use out of this at this point. Uh, uh, did you catch the Leia reference? Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah, because you've got General uh, Organa can't uh, or Senator Organa can't yeah. you know cover for us too much longer. Yeah. I thought that was cool to have Carson Tava drop that little nugget in there. And so tying things together, we, we get the references to, to Leia. There was a lot of awesome. tying together in this episode. <clears throat> Absolutely. Which is yeah, why but Dave you, is so awesome. Yeah, And you get that, that sense of urgency from Carson Tava the whole time where he's like, uh, we're going to get in trouble, man. kind of irritating at first, actually. I liked it. Uh, I thought it worked fine. for me because somebody's got to be like paying that's attention fine. to the fact that you can't get away with everything, everything all the time. At a certain point, you're going to be held accountable. Yeah. So I, I no, it was I'm good. not saying that. I just I think that it went a little further than it needed to. I, yeah, I think it, it added a sense of urgency, and I really liked how it played out toward the end because the final scene towards the end part was fine. It was just at that yeah. very beginning part. It's like, yeah. dude, shut up. He's an old man. Well, he's like, he's got to get things moving, man. <laughs> yeah. He's got to think about, you know, Have his retirement. Cruisers. Yeah. Yeah. You want to get things moving. <laughs> so that's when we also get the, the first real confirmations that Jason, Jason is, is force sensitive. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Just like his father Which before. We all knew. Like your father yes. before you. Yep. Dan, I see you I see you shaking your head. What don't you like about that? You didn't want him to have force powers. I didn't want her to have force powers, or I wanted like her to not allow him to have them. So you know, now we need to explain a whole new thread of where he is, or he died during the sequel trilogy. So he was slaughtered with the other younglings at uh, the Jedi Academy yeah. that Luke set up. They're all going to the other galaxy and telling Maybe stories. Hera kills him farther, yeah, I mean, farther we'll, away. We'll see. I, I'm that willing to bet they wrap it up in the Filoni movie. Yeah, probably if that ever gets made. Uh, which is a valid question. That'll be the only movie of the movies that have been announced that will get made. That one, I think, happens. I, I, I mean, think I, that one I has the best chance. With John yes, John and Dave, think, like, man, I don't know how you stop those two dudes at this I point. I don't think the other ones get made, but I think that one definitely gets made. I think it has to. I think there's too much writing on the line not to wrap <clears> everything up with oh, all the I, storytelling yeah. they're doing. I 100% agree, but, you know, when, when you guys say... They can't screw it up like this. Disney says, hold my beer. So, 
(laughs) This is true. This is true. I mean, they don't have a great track record going for them right now, especially when it comes to all these movies. I just saw a report from Sean Levy, who's working on the new Deadpool movie, and he was talking about how, uh, you know, there's really nothing to report for his movie other than the fact that he's not going to waste the opportunity to play in the galaxy far, far away. But there's, you know, I mean, he's been confirmed that he would be working with Lucasfilm to create a Star Wars movie, but you've got the strike impacting things, so... I guarantee you he's working on it, even Fire if he's everyone not and start over. Yeah. Working on it. Technically. I don't know. I mean, like this episode is already 9.6 out of 10 on IMDb. So, uh, yeah, uh, it's know. pretty telling. I, I, it's pretty telling. Reaction is strong. Yeah. I, I don't know. You you put a lot of stock in that. But every time I hear ratings or Oscar count or whatever, I think of Titanic and it just tells me to ignore it. Which was an excellent movie. Well, no. I guess what I'm saying, Jake, is that's a measure of how, you know, popular with people that aren't us this thing is and that is that's important because that's how you get more of this content really? is that yes because making <laughs> that's money how you is, make money that's how you make money which is all the again i about. say back to disney doesn't care about making money obviously because they do everything they can to make sure they don't make as much money as they could yeah i think they're pretty much in a money making mode now uh hence why Dan, hence why way. dan's going on the last star cruiser cruise right that's I mean, right yeah. you know give me I'm going to take some of that money with me. <laughs> Good. Bring it back. Yeah. I will say We're this, though. We're going to talk about that. As a sports gambling man, I would give better odds to Kathleen Kennedy getting fired than I would for Dave Filoni's movie not getting made. I mean, there's a case to be made for that. If yeah. you were betting on it, of which of the two is going to happen, I'm certainly betting more on the fact that uh, so, Dave's going to get his movie. Yeah. yeah. No, but no, we digress. I, I, what I said is that I would bet more on her getting fired, not him. I understand that. <laughs> yep, yep. I'm saying I would go the route that Dave's can get his move. Well, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I don't think she gets fired. I still don't. The way I, pre- I don't. The, the way I presented it was intentional. Then I, I went yeah. a different way. <laughs> I, I thought it was cool the way they did. You know, the way the way, the way they played Jason. Like I thought it was going to be annoying initially, uh, but I thought it was actually good. So, I was worried about that too. I why? did not know how that was going to go. Out. I, just I just thought just it was going like, to be too cheesy. Yeah, and also nothing against mm. child actors, but sometimes kids delivery is not. Yeah, they can, and say a lot of it. times they do. I don't. Yeah. I don't have kids, so I can say it. You guys have kids. <laughs> you can still say it. Oh, <laughs> let's try kids spinning. Ruin That's a, lot a good of trick. <laughs> hey, I mean, I'll admit it. Kids have ruined movies for sure, and in Star Wars. Um, so you know, like not ruined it, but definitely didn't help the case. Can, um, can if I, we look back at episode one, can I just get some more chopper already? I want more chopper. I know, yeah. I know, and I love the visual of the two of them when we're looking at them from the back, looking at, at both Jason and Chopper on the edge there. And Chopper's the best. If I don't get, yeah. if I don't get I, like a Berserker Chopper moment in the next three episodes, gonna I'm gonna happen. be so disappointed. Like I want him to, I want him yeah. to go into murder mode. That would be murder happen. Chopper mode. So I mean, we're, we're gonna get a murder Chopper. Destroyed. You know it. Yeah. He's yeah. gonna get out his he's, chainsaw attachment. And you know what? Something something's gonna happen, and he's gonna wind up saving the day. You know it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hundred yeah. percent. Back to Jason for a moment. We look at that, and in Hu Yang is explained to Carson Teva at that point, saying like, hey, "Jason has abilities," and he was like, "Okay." I mean, it's just yeah. so funny how matter of factly he was dismissive. Yeah, of that him. was like, cool. Okay, I like that it was because he's talking about how his father was a, a, a Jedi too. So I thought that was great. Um, so next, we cut back to the world between worlds. This is when she feels like she's getting the upper hand on him. And he's like, well, I haven't taught you everything yet. And that's when he slices the floor underneath her. And she falls and goes down into all these visions of the battle on Christophsis. And looking at potentially, um, you know, all these different places, including ending with the Siege of Mandalore. But as we go through this, so much fun is had with this. I mean, just like those scenes were a lot of, I mean, they were four those who didn't watch Rebels to really understand, but it served mm-hmm. a great purpose for us. Chris, I can I can feel you want to say something. Go for it. Well, the, the first clone, two clone troopers run by, and I'm like, ah, oh, the guys are all going to like jizz themselves on this. And Anne's like, what? Why are there stormtroopers? Like, no, those are clone troopers. Like, oh, this is Clone yeah. Wars? I'm like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Finally, Clone Wars. <laughs> and then Look at that Ahsoka armor. says it. This is the Clone Wars. Yeah. 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 Really? Just confirms it. Well, Just confirms there's got to be some exposition, right? I mean, like, mm-hmm. yeah. There does. So. Yeah, there absolutely does. I, lot, again, major kudos to the actress who played young Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. She did a fantastic mm-hmm. job. I really thought she nailed it, which yeah. that's a really problematic thing to do to bring in a child actor to match what you've already set 
forward, not only with what you've got on the live action show to match Rosario and how she's delivering and the way she speaks, the meter of her speech even, but on top of that, to go back to what was established in the cartoons, yeah. you know, in the animated series. That, that was impressive. She did a great job. Um, all the existential questions are being talked about there, about fighting and, and what how much we've lost in the process. These are all fantastic things going on. And then uh, you get a message from, from Anakin to her about, because she's like, this is all about fighting. And he's like, yeah, it, it is all about fighting. Either you fight or you die. If yeah. you don't fight, you die. And he's letting her know at this point, you still have fight ahead of you. And, and I just really enjoyed the existential conversation that's happening on two planes at the same time. That was fantastic. And, well, again, and if really terrific writing. Recall that was when we really started to see Vader coming through. Yeah. Yep. He said that line. He walks away. Yeah. Like, yeah, you get the flash of Vader. So you go back to Jason, you got the unauthorized mission conversation going on, and then the touching points. Hu Yang, again, just quickly becoming one of my most favorite droids yeah, up there awesome. with K2SO and Chopper. Uh, and, and he's letting Hera know in the conversation, like, you know, you do things because you care about people. This is why people like you. I, I just I love those little yep. moments that he's he's so observant and drops a little nugget of knowledge there. We go back now, and this is the Siege of Mandalore in the World Between Worlds lesson. And, and you get the, the Mando Mall troopers. And, and that was fun to see that going on. I'm like, oh, I know where we are. We're at the end of the Clone Wars series yep. now. This is fantastic. Um, and, and Anakin's still imparting, like, you're a warrior, as I trained you to be. Uh, you're part of the legacy. Like They're going into the Skywalker legacy at this point, but also setting up a new path forward for Ahsoka with this, that she's a part of it, but she's different. And, and that's yeah, when we she's get... she's not bound to it. Yeah, and we get that, that thing from her where she's like, you know, I, I, if I'm part of the legacy, I'm part of you. And you, uh, she says, Anakin, you're more powerful and dangerous than anyone ever knew. Yep. And and that's what her fear of continuing the path of being she a Jedi be after him. the fact. Yeah. She didn't want she to didn't be want to end up like him. Man, that was such deep shit going on with it was so good. And it was yep. so good. I just I loved that whole conversation with Dave writing that for everybody to give us that that look and the the inner depths of not only her soul but his and and all these things that He's reminded you are me, and remember the good parts of me. You know, like that's yeah. what it is. But I'm gonna challenge you with the evil parts of me. And just all that was class writing right there. Like, yeah, the best. it was. Good. It was. And then we get the red saber and the Sith eyes menacing Vader. It's all there for you. And then Ahsoka gets the Sith eyes. That I was just like, damn. And that was kind of that flashback to Episode Nine when you see, uh, you know, that what could have been dark for Ray, yeah, dark Ray, and, and that was really cool. I, Different than the dark Ray. Yes, yeah, the, except this was done right, Ryan. <laughs> it was done right. Yeah. It was done very, very well. Uh, again, all of it executed really great, and then you know, all of it comes down to what happens next. There's, there's hope for you yet, as he tells her, and then she's done. She's done at that yep. point. He His eyes go back to being normal, and it's over. She leaves the world between worlds. I thought that was a really cool transition. Yeah, that transition, I like, like the, I said, was awesome. And the water rising up and her in it, I, I got undertones of, like, you know, biblical, like, this is a baptism for her at this point. All that I stuff know, kind yeah. of came to me, and, and it was like, this is all very planned. It, it seems very, uh, you know, no, nothing by chance. It was all planned that way. And then you get her, as I said before, waking up. Uh, there's just really cool visuals going on. You've got bathed in light. She emerges wearing white. Uh, the playback of what was happening through the Force impression where she understands and learns what happened with Ahsoka and Balin's skull. And, you know, you hear back from all that conversation. Then we move on. And, and so what do you guys make? We've kind of already talked about the whole bathed in white and all that sort of stuff. How do you rank this whole element of the show with the world between worlds and her emerging as Ahsoka the White. Uh, did you, is there anything that you thought was missing? Is, did it work for you? Did it not? What, what was your expectations versus what you actually got? How do you feel about it at this point? I wish, and I think that it was a missed opportunity. I wish that when she mentioned Balin's name, that Anakin would have had some I was recognition hoping, or yeah. Yeah, said something. Not tells her about Balin. Letting it go by because obviously yeah. Balin knew Anakin and I, think I want to know knew how him way better than he admits yeah. to other than just saying everybody knew Anakin. How oh, did he know Anakin he after the Anakin. fact and knew what he became? That's yeah. what I want to know. Like Jedi order. I get it. He was there. The Jedi order. He disappeared he after the Clone star. Wars yeah. as so many Jedi did. But how did he know what happened Anakin? Cause that's still a well-kept secret throughout all of He's, Star Wars that yep. time period. Ba and Balin's that, the, 
Balin's the new Dooku, where we're gonna get, we're gonna see Philin's story <laughs> now. And Dooku is a very tragic story and an interesting story. The more they've explored it, like you didn't get much of that with the actual movie, yeah, the movies. But everything since has been we're, so yeah, interesting. We're, we're getting a lot of we're getting a lot of backstory for Balin. Trust me, yeah, because yeah, he, he's totally the new Dooku. Oh, he's so interesting, so interesting for sure. And the fact yeah. that Chris, what about and you? And the fact that he's doing that knight style. Bring of, it up. Of, Talk about it. Sword fighting. Is yeah. so interesting, and I didn't even piece that together until we saw that article. Expound on this. Tell me more. Yeah, so, so Matt yeah, Tagami, he's got a yeah, go ahead, Chris, two-handed. You know, so I, I think I sent out the article, and Tagami mentioned it as well. Was that, he's so. got a weighted hilt. A weighted hilt. Yeah, he's he's basically his lightsaber is set up for a two-handed grip, uh, and uh, a weighted hilt, basically like a counterbalance. And then his style like a is not. Knight. Yeah, his style. Yeah, you know, broadsword. Right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. he, his style is basically like slashing, right? Like, so whereas most of them like are more like fencing, you know, like, uh, you know, samurai style, uh, mm-hmm. you know, where there's, you know, they're, they're slashing, but it's more like, you know, like, you know, cut and parry. He's just like battering her, like, you know, with a two handed grip, you know, just m- like really heavy blows. So you brutal know, physicality. Yeah. More, yeah. more of the style. And, and even, you know, his armor and everything like kind of like makes him look yeah. that way. So. Yeah. You know, okay. So he's basically like the style of a knight uh, going up against Ahsoka, who very much is a samurai, especially when she's using two lightsabers. But even when she's using the one, you know, the the traditional like Jedi form is very uh, similar to you know kind of kendo or like you know fencing, where you know they have the you know the, the couple forms and the different positions. Yeah. So, Dan, what do you make of them choosing for her in the last two fights that she's had prior to this episode? She did it with one saber as opposed to two. Because Ahsoka always fights with two. What do you do, have you given that any thought as to why they made that choice? Do you think it's just because it's easier for Rosario because she's not ambidextrous? Did you go with one, or do you think it was a well, conscious choice to go with one? I, I mean, it, it's not her because you can just find the stunt doubles to to use yeah, the true. two. Um, I, I think it's just I don't know. It, maybe it's just a slow reveal type of thing for a lot of yeah. people that just aren't familiar with her. And it kind of just yeah. makes it a little bit more exciting for them when they see her with two, because they saw her with one. But I mean, that's yeah. kind of a, just a cheap cop out okay. answer. Well, she she used two. <laughs> and she used two when she's fighting the robots in the first episode. In the first, she part, did. So she did. Yeah, I don't know. It was I'm just an interesting curious. choice. Yeah, it is to me because there was the whole episode in the Clone Wars about her uh, with Yoda and Yoda telling her like, "You need to fight with two. That is your style. That is who you mm-hmm. are with the Force. Yeah, be true to yourself. That." Don't force yourself to be something else. You're, you don't be that square trying to fit into a round hole. You are this. Own it. Get into it. So that's why I'm curious. Why one saber? What was the meaning behind that? If the maybe I'm looking too deep on this stuff, but I just feel like that was such a big choice to make. And Dave was such a part of the two saber storyline before. So why one? There's probably a reason. I wouldn't say you're making too much of it. I'm ready for the the strike to be over so we can get some answers. Well, and then, but then in <laughs> Endgame when she's fighting Anakin, she goes back to two. And that's when yep. she wins. Yep. So, yeah. Yes. Yep. All right. Uh, Chris, how did this measure up for you as far as that whole storyline coming into things and, and seeing how everything transpired with the world between worlds and the storyline with Anakin and bringing him back? Did it meet your expectations? Was it something you felt was missing? Jake talked about wishing we'd learn more about Balin at this point, but what did it meet your expectations? Yeah, I thought it actually exceeded a little. I was a little nervous where they were going to go with the world between worlds mm-hmm. thing. Uh, you know, uh, you know, my wife, who's not a huge fan, was like, what is this? You know, like, is she dead? And I'm like, oh, well, let's see. It's probably the world between worlds. And I explained what that was. But yeah. but I, I was kind of glad they, you know, I, I thought it was really well done the way they did it. You know, like, like it's kind of like a out of body, like, you know, on another plane experience. And then she comes yeah. back to her, you know, where she is in the water. So I astral projection. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I just I don't know. I, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, you know, I thought it did a good job of, you know explaining and you know i i don't know i I, what i really liked was i thought that was a really cool way to bring hayden back with anakin and incorporate him into the story like you know i we knew hayden was going to be in this and i was nervous it would just be like obi-wan where it's just all flashbacks or you know Mm. just cheesy but it but that was a great way i just i really enjoyed the way the writing and the way they incorporated that into the story so i thought it was great doing it this way had weight yeah it did it 
And I thought Hayden did a great job. Yeah. Uh, I, I give him good dialogue, good, you know, words to say and watch him yeah. do it. Dan, what's your take on Hayden's performance? Do you feel like this is vindication to some degree or not enough to judge it on? Well, when the wife and I were watching the episode, I, I looked over at her and I'm like, I'm so happy for Hayden. Like he, de- Me too. Like he deserves this. And, and, he does. And that's, that's like the best answer that I can give you is like, I'm, I'm so happy yeah. for him. And, and yeah, yeah it, it's just regardless of his performance, he deserves this. Like he does. Like, it's just like how uh, um, the actor who plays Jar Jar Binks deserved yeah, that. Ahmad best. Deserved that little uh, cameo yeah. role as a uh, Jedi. Yeah. Agreed. It is redemption is very much a part of Star Wars, and it's nice to see. And, and um, I, I've watched a few interviews where uh, Ewan McGregor was talking about watching Hayden get to experience this new revival of people just showing the love to him and how much he deserves it and how wonderful he is. To have that opportunity is just really wonderful for them to see it that 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 arc come full circle to see him get the chance to feel the experience the the love from the fandom because. As well, recall uh, after the prequels came out, you know specifically the first one, it was not a lot of love. And then for Hayden coming in on the second one, he's fighting the you know the the dialogue that was written for him, his performance. He's being directed by George Lucas on those things, and, and not the strongest directing in in you know script to be honest with you when yeah. it came to what the words that were being spoken. But with Dave doing things here, and no disrespect to George, he's the creator. We, we respect George. But Dave really has a gift for storytelling. And yeah. I watched, did you guys watch that short where uh, they talked about making of Ahsoka the last episode uh, of episode four? They put a seven minute short out on Disney Plus. Have you guys watched that? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, do. It. It's good. Do. It's great. It's, it's really good. Um, and again, it's not too long. It's like seven minutes. But Dave's talking about getting the chance to evolve as a storyteller and spread his wings. And he was getting that in Rebels and. And really finding his path and getting to do this with with Ahsoka and how this was always leading up to doing Ahsoka in live action. It was, it was really great. And I'm just so glad that that Hayden got this opportunity because I yeah. know it was a really terribly kept secret because it got you know out there and, and Rosario accidentally confirmed it, not realizing it was an issue with Disney higher-ups. They're like, don't say that! But yeah. I don't think it did them any disservice at all to let us know that Hayden was going to be in it because it was really, really fun to see it. And we were looking forward the, the to it. The fact that we got to see yeah. him in his The Clone Wars armor, too. The yeah, armor. Like, cool. Yep. It was just like, oh, my goodness, the, where's Obi-Wan? I want to see him in in his yeah. armor live action. I, for a second, I thought they might bring Ewan in for a cameo. But they I did with Rex. But they did with they Rex. Did with they Rex. Did. Yeah, they had yes. Rex. So. Yep. No, I, I mean, I, I thought his performance was great, man. I mean, you know, just how he interspersed, you know, being like happy old Anakin joking around with, you know, like yeah. glimpses of Vader. Like, I, I don't know. Murderous, I, that's that's tough. Anakin. And yeah, I just thought <laughs> I thought it was good. I'm pretty sure all Hayden Christensen has to do is channel the inner anger that he felt from all the hate from the prequels. Yeah. And that is Vader, like literally yeah. Yeah. Vader. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's pretty easy to channel, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, Nobody hates I Star just... Wars like a Star Wars fan. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get back to breaking down the show. We we get past, you know, the the emergency of realizing that, oh, crap, the fleet's on its way and they're not here to help as Carson Tavid lets us know they're not here to help. They're here because we're in trouble because we went off on our own at this point. Uh, you see the the whole conversation is is taking place. The pergola overhead. That's when you realize ah uh, we That's were right. We do. knew this is how it was going to go forward. We knew it would. That's when the idea is hatched in Ahsoka's head that it would just. I mean, if if to get to Paradia you have to follow the lines of you know the path of the pergola. Why don't we just let the pergola take us there? Yep. Love the Purgle in these episodes. They look really great, really well done. The effects are awesome. I, I thought it was dope. Uh, really, really enjoying it. Time to but we also Jonah get... and get swallowed by the whale. Yep, yep. And then you've also got the conversation with Mon Mothma at that point, warning Hera that, like, look, you're in some deep shit. Uh, <laughs> this is not going to go well. Uh, and again, Mon Mothma, very limited in this series. I don't need a lot of Mon Mothma, but it does tie the threads together of of everything we know about what was going on amongst all of Star Wars storytelling. But she's saying, like, you're going to need Ahsoka to come with you because you're about to lose your commission. It's like, General, no more. It's You could be done with this. But, and Jake, I see you shaking your head on this. You don't like this. But I think it adds a sense of urgency. And Oh, no, they needed, they needed to give her a reason to have to leave. Yeah. Yeah, but I was you know. disappointed that she wasn't going with them. Yeah. Though I thought for sure, 
But it makes sense because I think we're getting toward the end of this episode, and I don't want to lose sight of this, what this path opens up for Star Wars future storytelling. And Dan and I, I know we've been talking about what could happen with what this sets up with taking the Pergil and going to this other galaxy, a galaxy far farther away as they go to this one. So um, as we, we look at this, we've got the whole conversation with Mon Mothma. We see things split. Uh, we get this, the very cool space whale visuals. And on top of that, don't let the fleet interrupt. Carson Tabit, yeah. you got to do whatever you can do. Don't let them interrupt. Hera's like, that's a bad idea. I don't know what Ahsoka's doing, but I love the visuals of her stepping out uh, the outside of her ship and, and talking with them, communing with them just like Ezra did like before. Ezra. So it's 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 awesome. But I Never mind Carson that she's Tevitt's at like 50,000 feet and would be freezing cold and not able to breathe. It breathe, okay. right. But no. it's Star Wars, and it's you forget Wars, about the physics yeah. and uh, science of things, and it's fine. There's clouds, and it's more like uh, 30s. <clears throat> science nerd. 50, 50s wouldn't be any clouds. <laughs> yeah, well, there might be on this planet. Who knows? The, the science is wrong. Then it wouldn't be, Maybe they have a then it wouldn't be cold. Yeah. So I'll tell you guys, this episode was so good for me that I had a hard time keeping focus on taking notes. I found myself watching a lot of time in the last like five, 10 minutes of the show. I barely wrote anything down. I'm going to stop my notes there because that's basically where I stopped. I love the visual of the whale opening its mouth and, you know, looking like a whale's mouth with that. With baleen. You know, yeah. 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 The that was cool. See, again, science nerd. Thank you. Because I did not know if that's what it was called. <laughs> Teaching biology as well these days. Pretty um, much. Yeah. So the whole thing was fantastic, but this is where our heroes part. Hera's part of the story, probably not over, but the next three episodes have to be focused on Thrawn. I believe we'll get Thrawn in the sixth episode. I also think we don't get Ezra until the last episode. I feel like we don't get Ezra till the end. I mean, there, if you're there's got there, things, what do you think? there's got to be another season of this show before the movie. Like that that that's what this so. tells me. Uh, so I, hope so. I, I mean. But I mean, but I don't know. I I, I think the season the they... this, this season's definitely ending on a cliffhanger. Like it's yeah. not. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it's it's not a complete like. Yeah. You know, beginning, middle, and end. Yeah. So uh, I, I mean, uh, I I think this is an intentional choice, and it's not bad. This way, they'll be able to flash between galaxies, and they have still a protagonist in in you know the galaxy we know. So I mm-hmm. I, I buy it, and I think we're gonna get more. You know, it's gonna allow them to set up a whole bunch of like why the New Republic went wrong. You know, at a you know, grand strategic oh, yeah, scale, sure. so which is good. Dan, let's get into it, Dan, and talk about what this could set up and what you find most interesting about how this could open up Star Wars storytelling. Well, I think what we're going to see is the Star Wars universe is going to move over to this galaxy far farther away, as you just mm-hmm. coined, and it opens up a whole new realm of stories that way, and and it's not attached to the sti- the Skywalker storyline yeah. anymore and you know you could do your own thing over there and you know maybe you know maybe maybe and i still think i woke up in the wrong timeline because you guys were talking about the last jedi references the other day <laughs> but maybe that's where ryan johnson's trilogy will take place because it's an open world of anything and everything is possible mm. the only characters that we'll know in that world are the ones that you know we know are there yeah and who, who knows? Maybe they have the force there. Maybe the force is different. Maybe that's interesting. Maybe maybe the the Jedi's are different. Maybe the Sith is different there. Mm-hmm. And, and so are they the, not bringing Thrawn back? Then you think they'll stay over there? I, I think Thrawn comes back. I don't think. Yeah, I think Thrawn comes back. That's the clear. The Filoni movie is like you know going to be think, clearly like that climactic battle against Thrawn. I don't. I don't think Thrawn comes back. I don't think. I don't think any. Anyone who needs an explanation of what they were doing before the sequel trilogy, I don't think they're coming back. I think somehow, okay. I think somehow everyone gets stuck there. Somehow Palpatine still alive. That would make a neat way of doing things for sure. And that, and that's how somehow Thrawn never returns. Yeah, and and, and if you want Thrawn stories, it's in that other far farther away galaxy. I mean, that could be fun. That could be a lot of fun, and and I hope that's the way things go because I like the idea. Because Dan, you and I were talking about this. It's almost the expanded universe. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) What do you know? Exactly. I wish we had books and comics for stuff like that. I know there was source material. There's no no source material. No, no. (laughs) Unfortunately, we're fresh out. Do you think anyone ever chides Kathy for that and is like, "God, I hope so." I do like daily. 
<laughs> I know you do. Does anyone have the cojones there at uh, Lucasfilm be like, why did you say there's no source? Yeah, I, I hope so. You know what? If I ever, for some weird, wild reason, run into her, that is the first thing I'm going to ask her. I, I believe it. I don't care. I, I, don't, I, don't, it, I don't care if like she has me escorted away. I, that's the question I'm asking her. Like what did Dan's you, interview with Kathy Kennedy lasted a whole ten seconds. Yep. Why did you say <laughs> one that? question that she didn't answer? Yes, right, exactly. Right. Do you think Dan we're, was escorted? Do out. you think we're stupid? I I love the idea that the, the force could be different. There's different potentially force powers because it may be different in this other galaxy. I just love the idea of opening a door to all brand new the, stories that don't impact. The original trilogy, the Skywalker saga, all the events that happen in this galaxy. Think about, it's such a great opportunity. Think about this in the other galaxy. It could be the Force Unleashed. It could be. Ooh. Maybe there is a Star Killer out there still. That could be a lot of fun. That could be so much fun. All this stuff. It, it opens up. Just, it opens Pandora's box of the expanded universe that's been, you know, disregarded in a whole yep. new light. Yeah, yeah. it does. The as long as I get a Yuuzhan Vong return, I'll be happy. You could have your that could be the could, place that you could have your Mara Jade over there. You could have your yep. Dash Rendar yeah. over there. You could have you can have you all know. these different characters. What? Yeah, the, again, the possibilities are endless. We are at the end of this, and I I want to be respectful of your time because it's late on the East Coast for yes, you guys it is. right now. I'm, so, I'm still gonna have one more beer, so it's all good. Yeah, <laughs> I want to find out. Ridlon's got Just little be- kids though; he needs to go. To yeah, sleep. it's all good. Are you happy with the direction this series is going? I totally am. I'm in 100%. For you guys, what is the thing that's working the most for you from Ahsoka? What is it that's been working five episodes in? Lightsabers. <laughs> always is for you. I know. I know. I mean, that's all we want to see. And I, I, I love it. For me, it's... For me, what's working for me is, one, I love the storyline involving Ahsoka. She has become one of my all-time favorite characters from Star Wars, but two, the intrigue that has been created. The most most developed character in all of Star Wars, Ahsoka Tano. Agreed. Absolutely. From beginning to end, you really understand why she is the way she is. Better than any other character. Yeah. Yeah. Chris, what about you? I said earlier, I mean, peak Star Wars, man. It's got everything. Space combat, Jedis, you know. Lightsabers, like you know, the myth, you know, just I, I don't know. It, it's good writing, it's good acting, great music. It's yes, it is Star Wars to me. Like uh, this feels more fantastic. than any of the shows, more even than Andor. Like I said, I love Andor, like great show, yeah. but like this, this just feels more like I remember feeling when I, you know, yeah, the first time I saw Empire Strikes Back was the first one I saw in the theater. I think that I can actually remember, and like I just uh-huh. remember seeing it, like yeah. It's a weird thing that Dave Filoni's done. He's been able to tap into our nostalgia, but at the same time, mm-hmm. make it new so it doesn't feel like nostalgia, but it is nostalgia. Yeah. He's risen yeah. above the nostalgia element, but been able to finally weave it in to make it worthwhile and bring you back to being a kid and enjoying yeah. it, but mm-hmm. still putting in these adult themes and, and keep how you do that to make it so that it's enjoyable on this level as men in our forties still loving this and in, in the fanboys that we are, yeah. that's a hard task. And he has threaded the needle with such incredible accuracy on this for me. Well, it's been so much fun. It, I love he, the interview. He's made it accessible, right? To people that you yeah. know, didn't watch all the cartoons, which we talked about. That was what we were most mm-hmm. nervous about. And he's done, I think he's nailing it. So, Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. Jake, for you, I've asked the others, what, what is the best thing that's come out of this? It's just the writing. Like, yeah. the storylines are tight, and they it's a great work together, story. and it's just yeah. compelling. It's yeah. very compelling. It's just in open. a way that we haven't seen in a while. It's opening Pandora's yeah. box of the Expandum Universe. It is. Yep. This Again, is, this, is, the... this, is, this is the key of unlock, unlocking the Expanded Universe, because it's, it's coming. I'm, I swear, like... It's not some wild speculation or theory or anything that I have, mm-hmm. but I'm, I, I really think that that other galaxy is being set up because that's where the expanded universe stuff is going to go down. Gonna, that's where the stories and we're, and we're are. Get so many cool yeah. stories over in that galaxy. Yeah. This is how you create something with a character that's already beloved and create a successful new franchise within the franchise. Yeah. So I, I think that's the way forward. And it's so fun to see what's possible with this. Dan, you're going to Star Cruiser one more time before it closes up shop. Yeah, yeah. What got you inspired to give it another go? Because I think that we enjoyed ourselves even more than you did when we went. Well, no, I had a blast, but just the fact that as soon as we found out it was closing, I looked at the wife and she looked at me, and at the same time we pretty much said, 
we're running it back, right? And, and we're like, yeah, yeah, okay, we're running it back. And just the poetic bookends of the whole story is the fact that we were on the fourth first voyage mm-hmm. and the fourth last voyage. Yeah. And it's kind of sad, it's, but it's a poet. It is but it's sad. so poetic it's at the sad. same time. And I and and and, and really, inc- really, it's all about you know. You guys know what I do. I sell merchandise, mm-hmm. and and yep. I love collectibles, and especially discontinued, yeah. out of print stuff, and hard to find things. And yeah, part of the draw for us going back, it's like we need to just as much as they'll so let us buy bring in an empty suitcase. Yeah, as much as they'll let <laughs> us buy, true. we're gonna bring back because a lot yeah. there's gonna be a lot of stuff that we're gonna keep for ourselves, but there's a lot of stuff that we're just gonna throw yep. in the corner. And you know when something. Happens Star Wars at Disney parks again. It's like, well, let's open that up and see, see how much of nostalgia people want. And you know, it's I profit on nostalgia. I'm sorry, I'm an asshole. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Well, I'm disappointed. I can't profit more. I mean, I bought some stuff while I was there for the first trip, and I thought I'll be back. I'm gonna yeah. bring my family for this. I couldn't wait for the opportunity to take my family to go have fun. It's a really neat experience i'm so disappointed that that was the one time we'll get to do it and i'm so thankful we did I'm yeah so i'm glad we, we did, did it but I, man, I, I wish i told I wish you we would have had like one more year to take the you know like a year and a half maybe we could have taken all the kids yeah i told you nate <clears throat> i told you you were gonna get 120 yeah. bucks for that droid figure because you're like oh it's selling pretty good right now and i'm like no yeah. no just hold on and then what was it like five hours you're five right hours later <laughs> you were right <laughs> I, it it paid off please. in spades, 10%, man. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I too like to profit off of nostalgia. Um, I have consulting it, it fees. Was awesome. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Basically, Dan is my pusher when it comes to collecting. Yeah. Uh, it's it's one of those situations. So uh, package on the way. I hope you guys have a blast. <laughs> I cannot wait to hear what your experience yeah. is like. Yeah. I have to think that because the way those last voyages booked up like that. That it will be filled with a lot of people who are like you. There will be some people there's, who just happen to have selected you, you that. You know time. what? There's there's a Facebook group. Like when we went the first time, there was a Facebook group that was for our mm-hmm. voyage, like those dates. Yeah. And uh, there's a Facebook group now for this voyage. And yeah. like you can tell that like a lot of people are just going all in. And and then yeah. when we were first there, you know, it was probably like. I don't remember what I said, like, like 60, 70% of people were really taking it seriously. Yeah. And then like 30% yeah. were just like parents and just, you know, normal civilian clothing. Yeah. I, I, I would like, I, I, I'd like to know what this, the, the this difference is. Is it going to be, yeah. is it going to be the 60, 30 or 60, 40? Is it going to be 70, 30? Is it going to be like 90%? I got to think it's going to be like all, 80, 90. Yeah. yeah or all yeah. like cosplaying and like taking it so seriously. I showed you guys the pictures. We bought all the Republic credits from Etsy. Yeah. yeah. And we're going to be handing awesome. those yeah. out. And there's people that are doing that. Like, that. that's how we got the idea to do that. Because ah, there's people yeah. that are like, oh, we're going to be handing out badges and pins. And we're like, oh, well, yeah. we, we're going to hand out credits, you know. And yeah, there, there, there's even one person within the Facebook group that created another group that is for... Uh, morning after the cruise <laughs> so it's a group within the group yeah so you know it's i think you should be handing out tabs of acid instead because <laughs> can you imagine everybody in costume like drunk and shit just going nuts on the star cruiser <laughs> i wish kite. i'd taken way more photos uh while we yeah. were there i i i, I should have taken way more that that's one thing i didn't do either and i'm definitely going to take a bunch of photos this yeah. time well the first time yeah. you're there you're so into it like you don't yeah. want to miss anything so. well, taking it all in I, well yeah. you guys have done it you know how you're doing the whole like data pad thing and everything yeah i told the wife yeah. i'm like i don't even care about that i just want to like Stand yeah. in the hallways for an hour and just hang and out just with a beer. Watch. Experience like, it. Like, like yeah. I want to soak it in. I don't need to like do the storyline because we already did it. I mean, yeah. I mean, if we if we have to do certain things, like you know, on the bridge, you have to do all the different programming things and whatnot. Like, we'll do that. But as far as like yeah. doing the little side adventures, like uh, I'm just gonna go and sit in the bar and soak it in and have a couple of more time parts. there as well. Like, that was one of the best parts. Yeah, yeah. The bar, just chilling. Exactly. It was a lot. 
to do. There was, I mean, if you were trying to do all the side missions, yeah. it was a yeah. lot. You were constantly doing. Yeah. There, there, I, I, yeah. There's going to be a lot of people. not a relaxing There's going to be a lot of people that are going to be doing that because they want to, like, do that last mission this last time. Yeah. And we're just yeah. going to be just hanging out, just chilling, you know, drinking at the, at the bar. And we, we don't really uh, care about it. It'll be fun. That. Wish we could all go, man. Down I'll be, $15. I know. I'll, I'll be in the, living I'll vicariously in, through you. I'll, I'll be in the corner with a crowbar. Just don't look at me. <laughs> Nothing to see here. Nothing to see here. Well, guys, that wraps it up. Uh, I cannot wait for the next episode. Dan, I'm so glad we were able to get you on. Yeah, We've awesome. definitely Thanks. missed you. Love no to get joke. your points of view on everything. Uh, this is a, I'll, I'll come back. I'll come a, back a uh, after uh, Star Cruiser. Sounds good. good. Yeah, Sounds we good. need a post-Star Cruiser report. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as a reminder, if you're curious what show you're listening to, I, I just feel like I always need to drop this one because we did get to talk to someone who is on this show. Hi, everyone. I am Diana Lino Santo from Mandalorian and Ahsoka, and you are hanging out with Force Geeks. Nice. That's our show for today. Make sure you join us again nice. after the next episode of Ahsoka for the Baller. After Show Breakdown. We cannot wait to talk to you about Ahsoka next week. You can catch us anywhere. Uh, it's, it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Tell your Amazon Alexa device that you want to listen to the Force Geeks of Star Wars podcast. That's where you can get us. Our social media pages, you know what to do. Just search at the Force Geeks. You can also check out the interviews that we've done with different people who have been on these Star Wars shows, making Star Wars. We love to talk to those folks. We'll bring you more in the future. And by the way, I'm hoping at some point we get to talk to Brendan Wayne. He was in this episode, who also you might know him because he wears the Mandalorian gear. He's yeah. one of the, the guys that actually wears the Mandalorian armor in the show, The Mandalorian. So that's awesome to see him uh, in this show as well. So pretty cool to see him. It, he gets to show his face finally yeah. in Star Wars, which is nice. I thought we had that set up. Uh, we're working on it. We're working on it. There's the strike. You know, there's yeah. all those things going on. So we got to wait. Yeah, but yeah. So in the meantime, join us on our Facebook page, uh, X, formerly Twitter, Instagram, all those places. Go to YouTube where you can watch these interviews, and uh, also uh, you can watch video of these shows that we record. Remember, if you don't follow the Force Geeks, you're looking for your Star Wars and Alderaan places. Talk to you soon. May the Force be with you always. Mm-hmm.